coming in. Keep it locked right here. You are listening to MTMB Sports. Hey guys, welcome back to Sports Talk with C. Your girl is back with episode 98. You heard, I am two episodes away from 100. I am so proud of myself. I want to thank you to the ones that continuously support me. It's greatly appreciated. So on today's interview, I'm bringing you a coach, a trainer, a mentor, and much more. But before we get into it with Coach Devo, let's take a short break. Out of adversity and trauma, challenges and hardship, from the streets of Kansas City, a shoe company was born, birthed from the desire to serve others and provide high quality cleats and sneakers at an affordable price, we present to you, Ozell Brand. It's not just a brand, it's a lifestyle. Order now at ozelbrand.com. Debo, a coach, a mentor, a trainer, and much more. I had asked him, when you hear the word coach, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? And he said, mentor. He wants to mentor the kids. He wants to show them work ethic. He wants to show them respect. Our kids are our future and that is more than basketball. He has a passion for the game. You guys will see. Introducing Coach Debo. Thank you cousin for coming back on Sports Talk with C. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate it so much. Of course. You said almost at that 100th episode, got to get the fam back on. So when you uh, hear the, got to. So when you hear the word coach, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Mentor. Mentor? Why? I mean, I thought as a coach, you, you're doing a lot to give back to the youth. I think this is the main thing. It's like our youth right now, that's our future. So they need positive mentors to put them in the right direction, which is what I stand for most. Make sure all my kids succeed on not only a court, but off the court as well. Okay. So besides basketball, what else do you teach your players? Um, honestly, how to have a great work ethic. Gotta be good in school. Cause again, you're a student athlete. If you don't, if you're not good in school, you can't play sports. Respect is another big thing for me. I teach respect to all my players. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. All that stuff matters in the real life. You can't just be, Hey, what's going on, buddy? Like it's not, it's not, that's not realistic. It's not. And being a, of color, you got to definitely be proper. Exactly. So in your opinion, what makes you a great coach? Like not speaking about your coaching skills, but in general. Um, I think my passion for the game. My passion this year was a big key. But obviously, 0-18 this year, my worst, my worst season ever. But even when I'm down 30, 40, I'm still coaching to the end of the game. I'm down 50 with 30 seconds to go. I'm coaching to win a game, keeping my kids positive. You know, I'm never going to give up on you guys. Fight with me. Keep fighting. I'm going to fight with you. Just keep fighting with me. I think my passion alone is really what makes me over the top. I'm always in the books. I lose by 50. I come home. 
I'm not going to bed at four o'clock in the morning because I'm studying, getting ready for the next game. So when you say studying, is it looking at old players, coaching? What type of what what goes into you studying? I'm breaking down film. Going to be obviously breaking down film, watching the game that just happened online, watching that, see the mistakes we made, see what we can get better at. Then obviously watching the next opponent to see what they like to do as well. So I got to study them, know their plays, know their sets. So it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. So when you say, like you said, it was one of the toughest seasons that you ever experienced as a coach, 0-18. And one of those games being down, you know, a lot of players see the score and they're like, they want to give up. How do you get them to continue to play until that buzzer goes off? It's got to keep fighting. It's telling me, like, I mean, it's a down year for us. We lost all, we lost our key guys last year. This was expected for us. We moved up a different, we moved up, we moved up a division to D2. Oh, nice. So, so this was, it was a year we knew it was going to happen. I just told the kids to keep buying in. As long as we're getting better every game, I'm happy. Winning to me is the bonus. Okay. If, if one of my kids get better by the end of the season, I did my job. Championship and winning, that's just the, that's just a piece of paper. That's just something on top of the cake. That's it. Is it harder for players to play with that mindset of just trying to win a championship? Um, yeah, yes and no. Okay. Both some kids, some kids, that's all they want to do is win games. They're not really worried about getting better. They just hate it because they want to win a championship. And you get some kids that's where it's like, you know what, coach, I want to lose by 50. But hey, can we get in the gym tomorrow before practice? I want to get some extra shots to really get better. So you do have some kids that buy into just wanting to get better and obviously get better every game. Then you have some kids where it's like, oh, if we're not winning, I don't want to play. I, how, I do you, quit. how do you coach them kids that have that attitude? It's tough. And honestly, it's like I tell them from the jump, like if you don't want to be here, I'm not going to beg you to be here. Okay. If you feel like because we're not winning games, you can't be with your teammates. Just don't play. I want kids that are going to work. Like that, go through the mud with me. Let's go. We want 0-18. Now, next year, we won't do that. Now, we we grind it. We got through it. Now, next year, we're ready for the following season. This 0-18 season, grinding it out to the end together, does this give you guys an upper hand going into next season? Yeah, now. now so, being a first year in Division Two, even as a coach, I didn't know what to expect. Okay. It's after in Division Two, the teams are way more disciplined. So even though I know as a coach, I know what I gotta do better to to do to to um to to succeed in Division Two basketball. Okay. I know I gotta coach a different way. I gotta throw different sets. So it, it helps out a lot. Next year we'll be a team to record. We'll be a top team in Division Two next year for sure. I know that's right, cousin. What is your formula for winning? My formula for winning. Oh man. Very, very aggressive defensive team. And honestly, have a set for everything you throw at me. I might have 10 plays for probably every defensive scheme you can think of. Wow. Down to three to man-to-man, everything. I have My brain is like, it's. I have so many plays up here. I just I got something for everything. So. How, where do you get these plays from? And like, when you, are you ever surprised in a game, I should say? What do you mean surprised? By their their sets, their schemes, their plays, their defense, their offense. Are you have you ever been a, in, surprised in a game coaching? No, I feel like every every game I've coached against this year, even going to wing team, we were the better team. We had better sets. We we just they had better players. Okay, 
is I didn't think one coach this year was like, you know what? Oh my God, this guy just out coached me. No one out coached me. It's just that they had guys that were top 25 in the state. I had guys that were freshmen and sophomores first year playing varsity. But I thought our sets, the way our defensive scheme, everything was better. They just had better players. So, I, you know, I don't want you to give away your secret, but do you take, like, different plays and sets and do you combine them to make them one to be different? So I, I do do that. So I do okay. a lot of time. So a lot of Tom Izzo. I'm very, I'm very into his playbook. Gino, obviously, Gino Riyama, I'm big into him. And it's like, but I, I try to find the stuff that works best for my personnel. Okay. We're not a big team, so I can't run. I can't go to a, a dawn sailor office and run and try to run through like a Leo Boston. I don't have a big to do that. So I'm a lot of pass, cut, back door, a lot of fast guards. So okay. A lot, of, oh, a lot of motion, a lot of horn sets. It's just whatever best to fit my team's personnel is what I really want for my offense. Okay, because I was going to ask you, do you prefer defense or offense? But clearly you are a defensive team. What is the, well, your defensive mind, I should say. What gives that the edge over offense? Because you always hear coaches, you know, defense wins championships. Cause my, so I say defense. My thing is, so let's just say for a basketball game, and my team scores a million points. Mm -hmm. But their team scores a million and one, I still lost. So we have to be able to get stops. Any team can score back and forth. You don't get stops, you can't win games. So defense to me is if you can defend and rebound at a high level, you win basketball games. You can teach anybody to make a layup. You can't make kids want to work on a defensive end. You can't make kids want to dive on the ball for loose balls. You can't make them want to talk. You can't make them want to fight over a screen, hedge a screen. You can't do mm -hmm. that. So that's really what I buy into. Like we have to learn how to be vocal, all five guys talking calling out screens, calling out backdoor cuts. We got to know everything. We have to know that we're very locked in defensively. And do you, you know, coaches use the same arm movement gimmicks for a play. Do you go into naming your plays different? So Yeah, I, okay. I, have, I have a name for everything. I have a play name after my son. Got a play name after Sackett. I got a, oh, a Sackett. I, I got plays. I got different names for different plays. And then sometimes I have a same play. So I, I call something like the 40 series. It's one okay. play. But I can say 49. And 49 is the same as 42. But just oh, hearing the name. They think it's something else. You, deep down, it's still the same play. Oh, okay. I see you, cousin. Was, I see still, you. Giving surprises left and right, huh? I have to. You got to gotta be one ahead of the coach. Got to. Um, If you had a chance to be assistant coach to anyone you had the chance, college, rec, NBA, WNBA, who would it be and why? Man, cliche as it sounds, Chris Love. Woo! Okay, like, I know what it, that is, but for our audience, let us know why Chris Love. He's, he's my, obviously, first he's our cousin, but he's my <laughs> man. He got me wanting to coach basketball, wanting to give back to my community. And his passion all the years I was under him when I first was times two. And then obviously at SAC and when I first started learning from him, that's the one guy I would always want to coach around. Yes, it'd be amazing to get a D1 job, an NBA job. But if I had a choice, I would pick him before I pick anybody else. Just because okay. of the respect and loyalty I have to him. That's what's up. Um, what has been the most joyful moment in your years of coaching this far? 
probably say my first year coaching high school basketball, coaching varsity basketball. We went 11 and one, won the state championship my first year. I believe right now I am the youngest coach in the state to win a state title. Oh, congratulations. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but I know I'm one of the youngest coaches in the state ever to win a state championship. That's what's up. Congratulations again. And I can't wait to see you, you know, get your other one. Cause the games I was at, y'all crowd was lit. It was, it was, it was dope to see you coach. Yes. Cause you're definitely Rock. good at what you do. Um, everyone always talks about their bench, their bench, how important it is, but explain to us why having a bench is so important. I found that out this year. I never really bought into that either, but this year, <laughs> Bench is very important. So honest. So this year I had four seniors, only four. I only had five varsity guys in total. So oh, my wow. was all JV players who were not varsity ready. And when they got in the game, it clearly showed. And so to compete at any level, you need a very strong bench. And this is the first year I can really say like, wow. A bench, a bench matters. Bench play definitely matters. We didn't have a bench at all. And better ask this kid. Well, now you know, and I never really buy into that either. I just never get got it. One, I don't play, but I don't coach neither. But, you know, I understand seeing games where their bench comes in and gives them actually the win if you yeah. think about it. Because in that stretch, they do so much that you're not even thinking they're going to do that. That stretch is what won the game. Exactly so right. We're going to jump to the NBA. Sounds good. I know who your favorite player is, Gordon. Yes. Um, why? Been a fan since high school. I'm not I'm not a guy that likes to jump ship. Mm -hmm. Yes, he's not having the career I wanted, but he's a person that can fit on every single team in the NBA. He's a guy that can shoot the corner three at a very at a decent level, 35%, I want to say. He plays defense. He can rebound the basketball. He's a great locker room guy. He's like, Something that he fits on every team. You you said a locker room guy. How important is to have one of those on your team? And also how, being that you're a coach, how is it important to you to have one of those guys on your team? Very important because, like I said, at hard times, if guys, teammates are arguing, that person got to be there, you know what, let's, we're teammates, let's cut it down the middle, let's see what's going on, let's talk about it. And then he keeps the, and he keeps the, keeps the team together. Everything positive. Like I said, in, in a season, 82-game season NBA, you're going to have bumps in the roads. You need guys that's going to keep everything together, keep guys together, keep the communication going. And I feel like he does that at a very high level. He's very vocal, as we all seen. He's a vocal guy. So you need players like that. Okay. And I want to ask you, who's going to make it out the East and who will make it out the West? So I do have the I do have Milwaukee Bucks making it out the East. I feel like with a, with a healthy team, I feel like they're still the best team in the East. Mm-hmm. I feel like right now the West is really, really wide open. It's really wide open. I don't think there's no clear-cut favorite right now. And and my thing is I'm, I don't go against number six. So <laughs> I feel like they have a chance to get there as well. Me too. Um, who will be the NBA champs? Milwaukee Bucks will win the NBA championship this year. Third, I, well, you know, I said they're coming out the ease. I want to see my guy be a champion, you know. But uh, when you speak in basketball, you got to be a little, you know, reality. <laughs> Jealous. 
Right. So what are your goals and plans for the next three to five years? Three to five years to win another. The goal is to win another state championship in Rhode Island. Okay. Finally have my team make the open state tournament, compete in that. And then by year three, some, some way possible, power to God, I am at, I am on a college coaching staff. I know that's right, cousin. You will definitely get there. Um, if a child, our youth, because we always speak about, you know, their future. If they yes. came to you and asked you or told you they wanted to be a coach, what would some words of wisdom, courage you would give them? Honestly, I would say go for it. I, I think coaching basketball, from me playing as a kid to coaching, I think coaching is so much more fun. But it's like you're still playing, but you're playing from the sideline. You're controlling everything. And I would say if you're going to get into it, get, go go all in. Give the kids 100%. Put the bas- put coaching first. Don't worry about the winning part. Winning's going to come. Really lock into getting these kids better and building our youth. That's what's that's- up. That is, that's ultimately, I hope parents, that's what you want, you know, when your kid's playing basketball, a coach like that, a coach like you, because, you know, some coaches are just not that good. And it sucks for, for, you know, the basketball in itself when you have coaches that preferred wanting to just win and get in elite players and not actually coaching. Yeah, a lot. Awful. Very awful. Well, thank you, cousin Debo, Coach Debo. Sorry, guys, it's so hard to say a name when he's my cousin. So his name is Coach Debo, if you are not aware. Um, And how can everyone find you if they wanted to look for you to train, advice, or whatever? How can someone find Coach Debo? Find me on Facebook, Debo D. Monroe is my Facebook. Instagram name, Debo122. My training page is Camp Success 401. I'll be doing a lot of summer workouts this year, working on getting a shooting gun. My information is on my Instagram page. If you want your kids to work out, well, I feel I'm the best trainer in the state. <laughs> I yep. know that's right. All right. Thank you, cousin, for coming on Sports Talk with C. Thanks. And you heard him, guys. Reach out. You want your kids to be coached well? Coach Debo is the man. What's up? It's the publisher here, Mr. Kelly Cole. And if you want to keep it official like a referee with a whistle, lock into MTMV Sports. Keep it locked.